Good morning and welcome back to the Aussie Mindset Mentor. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's start with hands up who are our auto givers. You give automatically. You might give of your time, you might give of services, which is sort of time, but they're a little bit different. You might give gifts. You mightn't be able to go somewhere without, you know, giving back. You might give back compliments. Whatever it is, something happens, bang, you are a giver. Well, first up, I want to say, what a wonderful person. Like, really, thank you for your kindness and your willingness and your want to make other people happy. However, there is another side of it, which we're going to go into today, and that is being an auto-giver. It's a little bit different to a giver. See, when I um, think of auto-giver, it's attached to an emotion or a meaning that you've given it. Like, you know, you were little, you were with your parents, you're going out, whatever, and you did something or gave something of your time or service or a gift and people went, oh, thank you, and they made a fuss. Oh, it felt so good, right? It felt good to you. So in that moment, feeling good equaled giving or, you know, someone around you was sad and you went and you gave them a hug or you did, you gave them a cup of coffee or you gave them, you know, a service like you, you did something for them and they went, oh, thank you. And they were happy and relieved and you went, right, help people feel better and um, you give. I give of my time or I give of my service. Or I give them a present. So along that path, it works and it works. And especially when you're a child, you know, the parent or the other adults, oh, aren't they wonderful? How lovely, you know, thoughtful little child. And then it becomes automatic, like bang, want to feel good, want to make others feel good, you give. Want to feel good, want to make other people feel good, you give. And all of a sudden, though, that becomes the habit. They they become so entwined, the giving and the feel good, whether it's someone else feeling good or you feeling good, that all of a sudden there is no separation. So for me, you know, I would find myself on committees. Um, if I went to an event, I was always looking out for where I could help, what I could do. And look, there's never one reason for doing anything. But as a giver, you know, my services are always serving. It was automatic. Like, you know, who else here knows that if you go to an AGM, a, an annual general meeting of any sort, and they all sit around, they say, we need someone to do this. We like the, the grounds person, or we need an events person, or we need a, and you don't want to go to the general meeting because your arm is almost uncontrollable at that moment where, oh, we need someone. You, Your arm just wants to go in the end and say, I'll do it. Right? Who else are those people out there who know that you are uncontrollably going to volunteer for something if you go? Well, that was pretty well me. Not that I minded, right, but sometimes it was thoughtful and a lot of times it was automatic. Thoughtful giving is different. Thoughtful giving is when you've got a commitment to something 
And that's what's driving it. It's not the wanting to feel good or feel needed or for others to feel good. It's actually a higher commitment. So like when I took on being a president of the PNC at my um, daughter's primary school, my commitment was around that, that, you know, there hadn't been a fate in eight years and there was a few things at the school where um, they were wanting to do some improvements. You know, the headmaster had been there so long, amazing, amazing guy, but felt unsupported in some areas. And my commitment was that, you know, he feels supported. My commitment was that my children get, you know, where I was at with their education and how it was important and that I'd be a demonstration of, you know, community. So my commitment was very different than just, you know, putting up my arm because the position was there. And we didn't need to run a fate after all those years, but bringing together the community, the funds and what we were able to do with it then, that was my commitment. So, you know, it's a different way of giving. Here's the thing that you can test yourself. Are you an auto-giver or are you giving from commitment? Well, for starters, if you're an auto-giver, you're probably hot potato your compliments. Like if someone says, oh, you know, I haven't seen you for a while. Wow, I love your hair. You know, what if you don't need to say, oh, yeah, great, I just had the, oh, look at you, I love your dress. Like the first moment you could... You've hardly got the thank you if you said thank you at all. You know, maybe it was even something like, oh, yeah, I just had it done the other day or, oh, my hairdresser's really good. You know, deflect, deflect. Like, don't want to take that compliment. And straight away got to give a compliment back. That is auto-giving. Have a think about it. This other person is giving you a compliment. And if you're an auto-giver, you may even be at this point where giving means that you're not being giver, so you're attached it to, oh, my goodness, no happiness for me, no happiness for others. I've got to be giving. Forgetting that, well, maybe they're a giver too and maybe they want some of that emotion. And by blocking off and not receiving their compliment, not receiving their gift without having to give bigger and give better, maybe what you actually want to do, that making happiness, spreading happiness, you're actually undoing that. You're actually taking that away from the other person. Now, if you're an auto-giver, you may not be able to see that. But here's some of the, you know, the clues that you might be an auto-giver. Well, for one, you might also start calling it a thoughtless giver. If you do that, it's more likely to hit a little chord in you that doesn't like that. I'm not being thoughtless. I want to make people happy. Well, that's what you've attached to. You mightn't even be thinking that. But if you call yourself thoughtless, it's just, oh, hang on. It might be just enough time to stop. So you think, oh, okay, yep, that's my auto-giving. Let's have a look at what I'm actually committed to here. All right, so if it takes calling yourself thoughtless, do it. But thoughtless or auto-givers will quite often have feelings like in their life, like maybe resentment, disappointment, frustration, or confusion. And the reasons they pop in is because when you're cute and young, everyone's like, oh, look, isn't that lovely? They're giving this or they're doing this. But as you get older, it kind of becomes expected. And so all of a sudden, people aren't appreciating it. 
And especially if you come across another giver and you're playing ping pong with compliments, just, you know, and you're not experiencing them receiving, then you're not giving. So you could try harder and harder. And then, so, okay, you've got people who aren't appreciating you. Well, that straight away, you know, there will bring up emotions like resentment or disappointment because you went in there with the big intentions of giving and doing all this work and then other people are so maybe you know, uh, stepped back either in all like, oh, I can't possibly compete with that or they could be, oh, gosh, this is, um, you know, this is almost dominating because all it's about is someone else giving and so they back off. And so all of a sudden all your good intentions and what's actually happening is people are backing off. People, you know, are giving you space. Well, that would be disappointing and confusing, right? It doesn't at all mix with the feelings that you're meant to get when you give. So then you give more and then you give more and then that happens more and that happens more. Well, you can see where that's going, right? But a thoughtful giver will experience more feelings like compassion, peace, in their life, and gratitude. And here's why gratitude is such a big one, because for gratitude, it takes giving thanks. So you can't be automatically giving and grateful for what you've received in life from others just by being able to listen to this podcast. I mean, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're probably in a situation where you've got your own phone or a computer You've got some health about you. You've got your hearing. You were um, probably able, you got use of your hands. You were able to get there. So there's things to be thankful for. So that, you know, the more compassion and peace in your life, if you're just at peace with things, then with your commitment, I mean, okay, you just commitment something rolling and something thoughtful. And you can find real peace in that, knowing that you're working towards something. Whereas an auto-giver, it's just confusing. It's just like you try harder and harder and harder and it's not working. And then your total life's concept of giving equals happiness is not working. Frustrating. Could be anger. Right. So a way to test if you are a thoughtful giver or an auto-giver. Okay. So one test is receive without giving something back. If you can take a compliment and just say thank you without having to give a compliment back, if you can go to a, um, I don't know, to a friend's place where they said, oh, don't worry about bringing anything, you know, how many people still turn up with something? I mean, the people have said, oh, oh we've got everything catered for, everything sorted, and you still turn up with something. Really? This person could be having the greatest time catering for everyone. They they might have taken great pride in all of their food. They might have people there with dietary requirements you don't know about, anything like that. So they have asked you as a guest not to bring anything. How many people still turn up with something? It's just like, oh, no, they have to or they didn't mean that. I'm just going to call it for what it is. It's disrespectful. Okay, it's just disrespectful of the person who's invited you and absolutely a big marker of an auto-giver. 
So, you know, have a look at, and especially the compliments, all right? That's just a real baseline one. If you can't just take a compliment without hot potatoing it or, you know, fobbing it off to, oh, you know, that's because my hairdress is so great. Oh, because, you know, and quantifying why it is the way it is or having to give that compliment straight back. There you go. It's really one to look for. Um, if you can also give without any need to feel rewarded, no matter what the response, not get upset. So you might, um, like, let's use that example of going to a party and they've said, yeah, don't worry about bringing anything and you bring along a platter. And the host is just like, oh, um, oh, thank you. Of course they're going to say thank you. Yeah, but you didn't have to do that. I said, well, we'll just put a thing and then um, to the side. And the next minute you're there and you're going on and you notice that your platter has been put like under a bench or away somewhere, clearly not out. And the part of you goes, oh, well, hang on, uh, where's my plate? Oh, I bought this, you know, and want to, and you want to bring it out. Okay, that might bring up some, some feelings for you over that. Um, okay, that would be an auto-giver. You might also have done this huge amount of work on a subcommittee or whatever and you're waiting for the praise and it just doesn't come. And for whatever reason, you know, someone else or someone else is doing something and they get um, praise for whatever they're doing. If there is angst with you about that, if there is, hang on, didn't anyone notice all the work I did? If any of that is there, consider you're an auto-giver. It's not about your commitment. So if in any way you're giving, and it could come back to your spouse too, you know, you they come home and they've had a tough day and you've made this beautiful meal. Okay, you might have expectations, but this is more like if you're doing it all the time and they don't appreciate it, right? Um, if you get upset, you know, the commitment to having them be happy or supported would be to go, hey, I've just made this really great meal and I noticed that you're still you know, unhappy and you're being short with me, like what's the go there? What's what's going on for you that it's like that? See, that's commitment. But I'm coming home and, and they're still down or whatever. You've got no idea what's going on, right? We really don't unless we've been 24-7 with them. And even if we have, we still don't know. Sorry, spoiler alert, but we really don't know what's going on in other people's minds. Even your partner that you might have known for 30 plus years, you still don't know. So, you know, this is what it'd look like from an auto-giver if they've made this nice meal and their partner's still, you know, not responding the way they expected. It's just like, I've made this whole meal for you and you can't even talk to me. Like, you know, you just want to sit there and, and be quiet and watch the TV. Like, really? See, that would be an auto-giver. It's just like you throw back what you've done into their face. So what do you do about it, <laughs> okay? Oh, here's a real clinger while we're talking about partners. If your love language is gifts or giving acts of service, right, you're in trouble if you marry someone else with the similar gifts, uh, with the similar love languages, right, which is, you know, your acts of service or your gifts because, you know, at some point, you're both going to be wanting to give, 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 give for all the right reasons with all the wrong results, all right, because it takes receiving. In fact, if you can think about it as 
receiving is actually a gift, that is the place to start. So there we go. For all of our auto givers who are going, well, what do I do with this? Where do I start? You start with, you know, that receiving is actually giving. So taking a compliment and not giving one back, that is a gift. You can still be a giver, but when it's a thoughtful giver, it will change how it looks. So just to sum up there, a thoughtful giver is someone who's giving coming from a commitment, okay, something you're committed to, an outcome you're committed to, right, with, with our children. We're giving them our time. We're driving them to the sports because we're wanting that well-rounded, socialised child who's supported and healthy and active, right, to have them want to go to a party and say no and for them to get upset and then throw in their face how much running around you do for them, that is nothing to do with your commitment to having them feeling love-supported and all those other things I just went through. It's just not. And yet if you're an auto-giver, that's how it'll come out. And so the next time you're driving them around as supports, if you want them to truly be grateful and learn gratitude, you just blew it out the water. You got a little bit of a conversation and maybe a bit of clean up and a bit of a sorry to say. And your children might be 7, 10, 13. They are not too young to apologise to if you do that. It's... It's, it's dominating. It's dirty play. All right. Auto giving. Uh-uh. It is shallow. Yes, it is attached and there's nothing wrong with it because it's been something automatic. It's been like your big toe growing on your body. You've never measured it. It just grows with you and it's just there and it helps with your balance. Well, that's what auto giving's like. So don't beat yourself up if you're an auto giver. That's not the idea of it. All right. The idea though is to start thinking of it as that thoughtless giver and come back to your commitment and give from there. Inside of that, share my commitment to spread kindness and make someone else's day wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to you joining me again. Bye for now.